everybody. Welcome to the Homeworkies podcast. We're so excited today. We are talking about When Hope Calls. This is episode four. And I'm Rachel and Amy's here. Hey guys. Yay. And Cammie's here. Hello, Hardy's Hopefuls and Hallmarkies. Yes. So uh, Amy, we missed you last week. Uh, so when you, let us know, what did you think of the, of the previous episode? Oh, I, I thought it was really cute. Um, I enjoyed the um, finding out, like, I liked the Mountie solving the crime, mm-hmm. solving yeah. the mystery. I thought it was really cool. I wasn't suspecting, really, who did it until that episode, so that was interesting, and yeah, I thought it was a good episode. Mm-hmm. A little bit of mystery. Yeah, a little bit of mystery, and also I think he proved, I think, I think uh, Mountie Gabe proved himself a little bit. Uh-huh. proved himself as a bounty he's still got a little way to go but like i think it was first step <laughs> very, yeah very good let's dive into today's episode for this week and uh and so cammy what was your overall thoughts on this one overall i i liked it better than last week i thought that it was still it's still a transition episode nothing incredibly major happened but I really, really liked uh, the little twists and turns that happened, and I liked that. Uh, I really liked the interaction. I also really liked the difference in chemistry. I like that Lillian and Gabe have their thing happening, and Chuck and Grace have their thing happening. It, they're not trying to copy each other, if you will. Yeah. I also really like that all of the orphans are getting a chance to shine. They're really doing a fantastic job of making sure that, of making sure that each orphan is spotlighted in some way. Each one gets their own chance to have a story about them. I think they're doing a fabulous job with that. And had we seen Helen before? Was she in uh, the the orphan this Yeah, I couldn't remember if um because uh she uh um she looked a little bit new to me and uh and it'll be interesting to see what happens now that they've kind of found her or I f- found out her family you know a little bit about her family what they're gonna do with that character but yeah I I I thought that it was a pretty uh, solid episode I liked I thought that it was a fun episode as far as the romance goes that was it was sort of. Uh, well done that way and there were a lot of key moments and yeah it's still kind of a bit of a filler episode but I thought there was definitely enough to to enjoy what did you think Amy uh, I thought it was a cute episode I'd like the storyline about Helen uh, Helena or is it Helen Helen yeah Helen, Helen. I really like that story and I'm really hoping that this is like the first stepping stone to being like not only is their job taking care of the children, but also finding them good families or finding their own families and stuff like that. Because I don't want it just to be the same six kids are in this orphanage until they graduate from high school, like, or until they, well, they didn't have high schools back then, but I, I'm really hoping that this is just the first step to them being, well, the point of an orphanage isn't just to keep these children for the rest of their lives, but to also find them good homes or find their families and stuff. And, so I really liked that storyline. I thought the date was cute. If it was a date, I don't know. I I thought it was a cute date. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed the episode. Yeah. Uh, 
Helen, Sophia, Fred, Mary Louise, Christian, and Vincent. Those are the six kids. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So I agree with you. I think there will be, hopefully we'll get to see some transitioning out. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know that's probably hard as far as casting uh, to do that, but I I think it would be kind of make it feel a little more realistic at least. Who says someone in the town isn't wanting of a child that can't have one? Mm-hmm. Like, we haven't met everyone who lives in that town. We don't know, That's you know? Yeah. Or maybe someone's family member could come visit and be like, oh, and meet the kid and just fall in love with him or something, you know? You never know. Mm-hmm. So what did you think of uh, Lillian teaching Grace to ride a horse at the start? <laughs> I'm like, girl, you're listed. You're listed. You're going to fall all the way around the horse. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> you've got to, like, really keep yourself upright on a horse. You can't, like. Yeah, she's like, I'm leaning. I'm leaning. I'm leaning. <laughs> Lillian, help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, have, you, have you guys ever gone horseback riding? I was like eight, I think, the last time I was on a horse. So, not really. I was terrified of the thing. I wouldn't let it go more than five feet. Yeah. Same with me. So, I went, uh, <laughs> so I'm not that comfortable around animals, to be honest. It takes me a while to kind of get used to their movement and their, because I didn't grow up with pets at all. And, uh, and so, uh, especially like big animals. And if it's like a wild animal, I really am not, not comfortable. And, uh, so we went on this uh, to this dude ranch once. If you listen to our Sarah Plain and Tall episode, you can hear more about it. But my, we went for this family reunion, and it was not for me. It was not my cup of tea. And but I decided to be a sport. I was going to go on this horseback riding uh, <laughs> thing. I was going to try it, and I thought it was just going to be like going around the track. Circle, you know or something like that right no it was like up and down and through a ravine and I was like ah! oh my gosh. you know and the only reason I stayed on that stupid horse was because my brother who was 16 years younger than me was on the horse ahead of me and I'm like I can't be a wimp with my brother with my little brother <laughs> I, uh, I as, an, as an adult, I'd like to try to ride horseback. It's just because of my back problems. I'd have to be super, super careful about it. So I'd like to try it, but maybe like a pony ride. <laughs> like, <laughs> like going on the track like I thought I was going to be. Not going through some creek. And I was, it was madness. But yeah. <laughs> I, used to, I used to ride. I used to take riding lessons. I haven't ridden oh. in a while, but I do love horses. And I'm not a, I'm not a horse enthusiast or anything like that uh i don't have dreams of owning a ranch but i i would one day like to get back into riding i i love the idea of being of riding yeah well i mean the the thing that's kind of cool about so she had told chuck that she knew how to ride (laughs) yes 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 yes. (laughs) that's like when you go on a first date and go yeah i totally know stuff about cars or sports or (laughs) yeah and it's what every actor does in every audition. Do you know how to ride? Oh, of course I know how to ride. Are you kidding? Well, then we're going to put you on a galloping horse. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, Peter Benson in his interview who was saying that uh, he had 
they'd have called and asked him if he knew how to uh, to ice skate. And he's like, sure, I know how to ice skate. And and then they the next call, uh, the next thing they're like, we want you to do a like a figure skating routine or something like that. And he was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> they ended up getting dropped. But he was like, why did I say that? <laughs> Kevin McGarry, when he was auditioning for Heartland the uh-huh. Canadian show, he, he lied and said, I could ride. Absolutely. So he lied about, he lied about being able to ride for Heartland, but then being on a horse in Heartland, it got him ready for yeah. when calls the heart and he can totally ride now. So yeah. <laughs> lucky for him. But like, well, in he- case, it wasn't really lying. Like he could skate. It's just like, it's one thing to there's one thing to say, oh, I know how to skate, like around the rink, boom, boom. But to do a figure skating routine, oh like, yeah, oh, like what? Oh. It's like I can stand up on skates. I can't do a flip. Well, and the funny thing about that is, Kevin Smith, they interrogated him in a like fashion about riding a motorcycle for season two of oh. When Calls the Heart, oh. and he did know how to ride a motorcycle but they're still putting him through the ringer he's like yes i do know how to ride a motorcycle and then they show him the darn thing and he called it a bicycle with a sewing basket engine so yeah (laughs) that's not a motorcycle i guess i can ride that yeah yeah oh my gosh well so i i like the fact that they're, I feel like they're moving fairly quickly with this. some of these romantic plots. I mean, she's already kind of admitted that she likes him enough to basically tell this little bit of a fib. And it's already kind of out there. And I, for one calls the heart, that's like super fast. <laughs> <I'm> like, wow. <laughs> Which I, I like. I, I don't know. I don't like being strung along for forever. Yeah. Well, and like I, like I said, it, I thought that it was really interesting that you've got two completely different characterized relationships. You've got Chuck and Grace who are moving faster mm-hmm. and who, who really like each other and who are not afraid to say it. And then you got Lillian and Gabe over here who are doing a little bit more of the dance. You, we, just like we have the two sisters and we have more of a family dynamic, the way Amy was talking about a couple weeks ago, we also have two different romantic styles. We yeah. have... We have the two who are really flirty and who aren't afraid to show that they like each other and who go come right out and say it almost. And then we've got the two who are more business first and then romance and have to kind of warm up to each other a little bit more and who are obviously interested, but work comes first. I just, I really like the, the dynamic of having the two different characterized relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a very good point. And I, I think that, that they do such a good job of not only making the two sisters different, but also, I just feel like they're styled like slightly different and they just just look even look different in their the way that and I thought that Morgan Cohen as Lillian looked so pretty in this episode. I mean, she's always pretty, but there's especially in this one, I thought they did such a good job. I, I know that it's not realistic to have her hair down that, in that yeah. era, but she still looked really pretty, I thought. You're right. But, yeah. So, okay. So there's this, there's this bank robber and, but he admitted that they catch, he admitted to uh, stealing 5k, but not the 12k. 
And so there's, there's kind of why what's going on here is to start out this, this plot of the, uh, the Mounties kind of investigating what's going on with this bank robber situation. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we, like what do we say to that it's just like it's gonna like they didn't really res- like, i don't know it's just gonna be another boring storyline of like oh someone else took the money whoopee yeah. <laughs> like, i don't know why that's not that interesting to me i'm just like okay well so then you also have little helen who is looking for her grandpa yeah that uh she she wants uh grace to find out where he is and if he's looking for her and so she's obviously very concerned about that and uh you know and lillian's very concerned about it because you know she uh she they both kind of know what it's like to be separated from family of course and so yeah that's it was interesting uh, how do you think they handled that dynamic with with helen and then kind of lillian going back to her what she learned looking for grace and Grace also feeling that loneliness kind of thing. Um, I really enjoyed that when she like found the um, like the poster and everything, like it kind of made her think like, yes, I can do this. I can find someone like I've done it before with Lillian. And I also think um, the little conversations they had on horseback and also just them uh, between Lillian and Gabe talking about, the search for grace. I think that was a really important part because I think it'll kind of instill in Gabe that this sister relationship is a really strong and important bond to her. And I think that's something that when you're starting a relationship would be like really important for him to know, like, okay, these girls, they're going to be together. They're, they're a package deal type of thing. Um, and I, I, I like that conversation they had. Yeah, that was good. I agree. And uh, just the fact that Gabe was able to help Lillian with all of this, I think is the kind of sort of quiet assurance that Lillian needs from him, as opposed to some kind of grand gesture. I think she needs that sort of uh, just calming influence. Mm -hmm. We also got to find out a lot about her backstory of finding Mm -hmm. Grace. I mean, Mm -hmm. we know that, she went looking for Grace and she found her in a fishing village in a restaurant, but right. that's all we knew. But for her to just sum up in that tiny little frame of time that she did it right after she finished school and her father, her adopted father passed away. So now we know for sure that he has, he is gone and that she would search and search and search. And Gabe asks how long and it took years And sometimes I would run out of money and then I would take a job until I had enough money to go and restart the search. I just thought that that was an amazing thing for them to do in so short a time. But we get another piece of the puzzle of the person who is Lillian. And we get uh, get a chance to just get to know more about her, just like Gabe is trying to. Just we get to know her and she already has this skill of finding people that can't easily be found. So she takes what she's good at and then she teams up with Gabe to help have him help her with what he's good at and makes a very good pairing, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And uh, just 
the that that whole connection between the two of them going on this you know sort of this trip whatever and was 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 good and i also liked lillian and grace talking at night that scene with the two of them and grace says you found me and i'd still follow you anywhere yeah i'm, won- I'm wondering if that's foreshadowing I want to know if that's foreshadowing of something. Was it just a sweet line or mm-hmm. is, is there, is something going to happen where Grace is going to have to follow Lillian somewhere? Yeah, that could be interesting. Uh, so uh, then we find out that, uh, <laughs> that Chuck is the best customer at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and cause he wants to get served by, by Grace and, and so they set up this date and he makes this whole picnic and the stupid bear. Oh, it was so sweet. <laughs> I'd be like, oh no, where's the bear? Um, we need to leave right now. Yeah. That's what Grace wanted to do. But just, I mean, the look on his face. First, when he says, I have a surprise for you. He's so sweet and cute and giddy and excited. And then he takes one look and just, the total horror on his face i felt so bad for the guy yeah it was so sad that he planned all of this but the fact that he had even planned that surprise i think that grace really liked that Mm -hmm. yeah what would you say is your i would be your ideal picnic if you if you were getting taken on a picnic lunch what would you be like this is so just so romantic amy why don't you go first um goodness um i haven't done this whole like dating thing yet so let's see um like i don't know like a picnic like a sandwich i don't know i think i'm still at that age where like maybe eating around guys would still make me uncomfortable (laughs) like i've never done it before i'd just be so awkward so like the the smallest amount of food that would just make me not like (laughs) feel uncomfortable i don't know you are eating on the ground which is slightly like you wouldn't want like a chicken wing or something like that would be awkward like maybe like some granola bars (laughs) a sandwich a bag of chips there we go (laughs) i'm really easy (laughs) cammy what about you what would be a a great My husband has taken me, when we were dating, he took me on a couple picnics, and on one of them, I got eaten alive. So, (laughs) so, an absence of mosquitoes and chiggers, most definitely. Chiggers are the worst. (laughs) I know. Um, Fruit is a really good picnic food, because it's something that is not very messy, Mm-hmm. And as yeah. long as you eat it right away, it won't go bad. Uh, I love having a little bit of something sweet on there, you know, just to just to have some dessert on a picnic. Yeah. I've never done this, so honey, if you're listening, can <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> we uh, email your husband? Uh, <laughs> <on a> report, <laughs> report back, <laughs> report back. <laughs> I think that a picnic at sunset would be so romantic yeah. I, just, I think i think that that would we have a lake of a little a few minutes by our house a few minutes away from our house and i just think that going there and watching the ducks on the water and having a little picnic and then being able to 
see the sunset on the water just oh yeah. I, I I think that would be wonderful oh gosh okay yeah. I'm, I'm getting swoony I'm getting swoony sorry sorry he just wrote a scene an end scene for a Hallmark movie yeah. <laughs> well I am a writer so. if you're listening Mr. Cammy you need to do this Make the his name's Will <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it depends on how long it's sitting out there because that would make change my choices. But if it was just a few minutes, uh, I think, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm always on the hunt for the perfect chicken salad. That's the oh, thing. Oh, I love like Greg McBride, salad. friend of the podcast. We are always comparing chicken salad and trying to find the perfect chicken salad. And so, uh, and so that would be high up my list, probably chicken salad, whether it's on a sandwich or not, chicken salad's the best. Have you had uh, chicken salad on a croissant? Yes. Yeah. That, and that's, that's usually what a we pretty had. good way to go. Yeah, that's what we had at our wedding reception. And I, oh, I loved it. And there were grapes in the chicken salad. Have you tried that? Yes, I have. Okay. And you, you see, you think it should be so easy. Everybody should be able to make a good chicken salad. False. There are so many terrible ones out there. And it's very difficult. <laughs> there, there is this um, cranberry sweet chicken salad that they have at Disneyland. And it's seasonal. It's only uh-huh. in the spring. And my best friend works at Disneyland. And it's at her restaurant. And so I'm so excited because she'll text me the day they get it in and she'll be like, all right, this is the day it's going to be until, and I'm like, yes. And so I'll go and I'll get it. And I'm just like that freak who's at Disneyland by herself, just eating, just to eat a chicken sandwich. (laughs) Of course it's the best because the food at Disneyland is so yummy. Like it's expensive, but it's so good. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, she'll text me and she'll be like, okay, this is the day that this is started, that the spring menu is starting. So you come get your chicken sandwich. I'm like, yes. I mean, it's there that they can make a proper Monte Cristo. I mean, it's, it's delicious. Everything, even the pickles are so good. Everything's good at Disneyland. All right. Well, that's moving on. Okay. But it was really cute. And she's like, I've got, sa- I've always got a sandwich. She's like Paddington. She's got a sandwich ready to go at all times. It's great. Well, and I love that it showed that not only was Grace prepared, thanks to Eleanor, mind you, but not only was she prepared, but she's also a turn lemons into lemonade kind of girl she said no our picnic's not ruined and i think the fact that he just thought to do that was something that she just i think that just completely sent her over the moon yeah Yeah, and it didn't seem like someone had ever made a gesture like that for her before no no like i think that was really like special to her yeah well i think anybody would be impressed by that like if a guy did that i mean that's that's a, a, a you're getting brownie points for sure, especially if you had brownies. Whoever dates me in the future, hint, hint, wink, wink, wink. You need to go back and listen to all the podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to Greg McBride, find out how to make a good chicken salad. And- <laughs> uh, okay, so then Lisa Lillian and Gabe go off to find the records. And, uh, and then, uh, we find out that Tess wants Chuck to work on the farm, be the new foreman, basically, since the one guy, uh, is in jail and he doesn't want to, he's spent all this money to become a veterinarian. Uh, he's happy. He seems pretty young. I don't know how long it takes to become a veterinarian, but he seems pretty young, but, but anyway, he's happy with his choices and she's, 
uh, you know, but she wants him to, to change. And uh, what did, what did you think, Cammie, of that dynamic? Well, uh, to, to answer your question about how long it takes, remember that this is 1916. So <laughs> it's not going to take him nearly as long as it would now. And he also grew up with animals. Mm-hmm. So he already can tell a lot of things about him. The thing that I thought about this dynamic is I think that Chuck, I even wrote it down in my notes, Chuck has the hardworking rich kid syndrome. The same thing that Elizabeth had. They grew up wealthy with every opportunity to given to them, but they don't want to just take the wealthy lifestyle. They want to work for their own. They want to do their own thing. And I noticed that a lot in this episode and it immediately took me back to Elizabeth. She wanted to move West. She wanted to make her own way. She wanted to prove that she was more than just a rich girl. And to me, I think that Chuck loves what he does, which is very helpful. But I also think that because something that he said to Lucy, the, uh, the other ranch owner's uh, daughter, is it's what suits me. You know, this is what he wants to do. He wants to help animals and he wants to be out on his own. He doesn't want to just take the he doesn't he doesn't want to just take the family business and have it handed to him on a silver platter yeah 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 i mean he's it's a little bit different than like i don't know i feel i feel like the choice with elizabeth was kind of to be a a a lady (laughs) and to be to get basically get married kind of a thing like it's sort of like her choice was between working and not working you know what I'm saying? Whereas this is a choice between working for the, for mom and doing being the foreman versus being the veterinarian. It's like a little different, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I wouldn't have thought of that, but you're right. Um, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see. I think Tessa's kind of uh, an interesting character because I don't know. She's she's got these beef food people. She's kind of unlikable, but yet then she has moments where she, you can tell she's so I'm curious to see kind of what they end up doing with her character. Yeah. Well, she was pretty rotten to grace yeah, <laughs> with a very clear message of you're the help. Stay away from my son. Yeah. For um, when, for when calls the heart universe, she is pretty unlikable character. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm kind of curious what, I like that. I like that they have a character that's, I mean, I guess, it's kind of similar, sort of, to Gowan, I guess. But yeah, but uh, but I don't know. He was more. He was more of a uh, mustache twirling villain a little bit. I think at the beginning, at least. Now they've <laughs> now they've calmed him down quite soft. a bit. <laughs> yeah, softened quite a bit. Uh, so all right. Well, so then Nurse Maggie, she uh, Joe comes. And she ends up so nurse maggie joe comes in and she uh tries to help him with his arm he's very resistant and is this i was a little bit confused is this arm injury is it uh, is it from the fire or is it a long-standing injury i was a little confused it's from the wagon accident accident. yeah wagon accident okay i missed that um so it's from the same wagon accident that killed his wife which i thought oh Joe's a widower. 
I mean, it just, and just to see his, to see his face when he was talking about his wife and I just, I mean, I always liked Joe, but now I like him even better. <laughs> yeah. Just... yeah, they love those widowers uh, in uh, Hallmark movies, uh, but she's trying yeah, to get but him. they're the best. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's trying to get him to stretch using the, those bands. Uh, so then we see they get to the, Lillian and Gabe get to the records office and she, I thought it was pretty funny. Her like insistence with that, with the Mountie there. And she's just like, I'm going to look for these. I've come a long way. I'm going to look through them. And, and then <laughs> the way she, she has the records and she just like the, her sneaking out with them. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that whole sequence was kind of funny. Records? What records? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the yeah. That just, like, kind of proved to me that, like, she'll do anything for those kids. Like, she's a rule follower, but when it comes to those kids, she will do anything for them. She yeah. is totally a rule follower, and then she said some rules are made to be broken. I went, exactly. whoa! <laughs> because when it comes to the safety, and I think, like, any, I know she's not technically their mother, but, like, any mom's attitude is, like, when it comes to your children, you will do anything to help protect them and give them the best life that they can have. So that kind of is what her attitude with like, oh, well, this rule is meant to be broken because yeah. he stole the files. That's kind of the attitude I saw in her with that. Yeah. With but the, the way she's walking out, like it was so obvious she was like hiding something behind her, her cloak or whatever. That <laughs> I was like, this Mountie, he's not, he's not the sharpest that to look that here, but uh, it, it worked out uh for for her and uh so that was funny i enjoyed that and then when she gets back and gabe sees she has all those files she's like uh she's like well rachel rachel can i just tell you really quick so in the tweet fest during that point in time rj hatanaka tweeted this dear constable anderson don't mess with lillian (laughs) and so then i replied to him Dear Constable Kinslow, in future, please refrain from snickering at me in front of civilians, especially a woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you could tell that Constable Anderson was getting very flustered with the, with, between dealing with Gabe in, in front of Lillian and then dealing with Lillian. The poor guy was just trying, even though that you were a little disposed to not like him at first because he wasn't being very helpful. I really liked the way that they used the Mountie to further the plot. Mm -hmm. I I don't know exactly how to describe it, but the choices that he made and the way that he would be really hard on her as far as the rules go and then softening a little bit but then going back to it i thought he drove the scene really well i looked him up his name is sean bell and so sean good job for a little cameo role in one episode because i thought it was a great job what he did he knew when to push he knew when to back off at one point i thought you know if you would leave her alone she would be able to move a whole lot faster (laughs) with this little stopwatch i was like or not stopwatch um pocket watch pocket watch thank you with this pocket watch just like looking at it like it just reminded me of like like a teacher or something who's all like you're taking too much time. You're taking like, like just, leave like, her alone and she'll get it. Yeah. Done. and it's like she's sitting in another room. Like, is her sitting there really that big of an inconvenience to you? Like, it's not. Like, just ignore her existence. Like, come on. 
Yeah, it was funny. I enjoyed it. Have Grace working at uh, the Stewart Ranch. Uh, Tess particularly asked for her. And uh, so that was interesting. Why do you think the Tess particularly asked for Grace to serve at this party? What do you think, Amy? I see. I don't know. Cause there didn't seem to be any like ulterior motives really. I don't know. Maybe she wanted to see Grace in a different light because she knows her son's kind of smitten with her maybe, or maybe it was intentional that she wanted, was it Jane was the other girl, Jane, Lucy, Lucy, Jane, similar. Um, maybe it was that she wanted Grace to see Lucy and see like, oh, there's other girls out there or something. But I really think it was just maybe Tess being like trying to see how Grace is maybe. I don't know. There could be ulterior motives that I just didn't pick up on. But yeah. What do you think, Cammy? I thought it was completely intentional. Mm-hmm. I thought that she was putting Grace in her place in a public place and doing it in front of Chuck to get Grace to see Lucy and Chuck together to try to get her to back off and to get Chuck to see her as the help. Uh, Because from the very beginning, Uncle Ronnie being the dumb uncle again, (laughs) Chuck is my best customer. It reminds me of how Matthew was with you back in the day. Yeah. Seriously, don't say that that and then even when when Tess said you should get some help to help you serve bring that Bennett girl along and he says that would be a tad awkward wouldn't it no I'm sure the orphanage needs the funds she knew what she was doing and then with the asking her with the to do the coffee refills said oh yeah put this apron on so it doesn't mess up your dress no she wanted to separate her from the from the guests to make it certain that she was the help. I, I had no doubt in my mind that was completely intentional trying to scare off the little poor girl. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. I, I also think that Tess is somebody who finds the best person for the job. And so I do think that, that Grace is the best person to do that job at that, in that town. I think there's a little part of that at least. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I think there was definitely some scheming going on. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, then you have Grace making pie, uh, for the, uh, for the party. And so that's the other thing. That's the other thing. She <laughs> saw, she saw Grace arrive with that pie and she knew that Grace made it for Chuck because obviously being his mother, she knows that peach pie is his favorite. And then she says, slice it up and, and serve it to the guests so that Chuck would never know that she made it for him. I just, I honestly, I, I thought there was going to be some kind of gag with that. The way they were acting like that this was like the worst pie or the, like, I felt like, Oh, everyone's going to take a bite and they're going to be like, you put salt in instead of sugar. I thought there was going to be some kind of, some kind of a joke involved with that so i was a little bit i don't know almost surprised that it was just kind of okay the pie (laughs) but did tess okay did i miss something did tess know that she had specifically made that pie for her son or did grace told her grace grace told her i baked that pie myself and she also saw her uh, it doesn't show her seeing Mm -hmm. grace arrive with it but she arrived with it 
But how did she know, though, that it was for Chuck? I'm pretty certain she did. Okay, because that wasn't, like, explained, like, that wasn't made clear to me, but okay, yeah. Yeah. No, they didn't come right out and explain it, but just the look on her face, yeah, I'm pretty certain she knew. Also, if her son's favorite pie was peach, why wouldn't she order a peach pie? Yeah, and who, (laughs) that's a good, that's a good point, especially if she's trying to get him there. Yeah, exactly. Who's she ordering the pie from? Is there the hotel, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, from the hotel. Yeah. Right. Remember when she and Ronnie are sitting together and she hands in the list and they're going right, over right. it together? Yeah. That's yeah. right. I was like, there's no bakery in Brookville. Um, Not yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we find out that, that Joe's wife died in an accident and uh, and then Maggie says to him, would, would she want you to be in pain? And if the roles were reversed, what would she you know, what would you want for, for her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then he finally is willing to get some treatment, I guess, on the arm. Yeah. So that's good. And uh, then. Uh, because then, he didn't feel that he should, he didn't feel like he should heal up. Yeah. He yeah. didn't feel like he deserved to be free of the pain because maybe in his mind, he thought that if he was free of the pain, then he was free of her. And yeah. he didn't want to be free of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then, yeah, Chuck is talking to that other woman. Forget her name, Lucy. Grace is eavesdropping, so she's concerned about all of that. And then you see them slicing up her, Grace's pie for Chuck. And, uh, and yeah, and then at the end, you see Joe using the exercise bands. And uh, and yeah, we kind of leave with Grace being pretty upset about everything going on at the party. So there you go. Pretty jam-packed episode. Pretty fun. And uh, so I guess we should talk for just a second about the announcement that they made uh, this uh, yesterday, I guess it was. It's been Hallmark and calendars have been insane this week but they did announce that they are going to be airing the first two episodes of when hope calls on the hallmark channel sense so they are going to be airing the first two episodes of when hope calls on saturday the 21st and uh what do you guys think this means for the show i think it's a bad sign i do not think they would be doing this if things were going hunky-dory Especially because it basically completely screws up fall harvest. Uh, so, Amy, do you agree or not agree? I kind of agree because I think if they were going to do this, like, I think when it first started, they should have aired the first episode on Hallmark Channel, like they did with that Star Trek thing. Right. They should episode, like, put that first episode up on Hallmark Channel and said, hey, if you want to watch more, you got to go subscribe to Hallmark Movies now. I don't understand why they didn't do that in the first place. But now that it's later on, when they said they weren't going to put it on Hallmark Channel, that they're playing it now, it makes me think either there isn't enough subscribers, they're not getting enough views on the app, or the app, I'm sorry, Hallmark Movies Now is, I've had so many problems with this app that I would not be surprised if they don't even know what the numbers actually are, because this app has been so, it is so poorly made, and it is so difficult and I want to know if other people have had problems. Mm-hmm. It is so difficult for me to watch things on this app. It'll constantly time out saying the server's uh, server error or whatever. 
Um, and that's not just like when I'm on my Wi-Fi because I thought it was my Wi-Fi was the problem. No, there's server errors when I'm watching on my school's Wi-Fi, on my grandparents' Wi-Fi, when I'm watching on data. This app just does not work that well. And I just don't, I think the people who did subscribe to it maybe are thinking it's not user-friendly enough or they're just not in a place to subscribe to something else or they're not physically in an area where you can stream stuff. I I've seen a lot of different reasons why people aren't watching it. And I think the first step for them would be to make this app more user-friendly because it is, I didn't get the show last night until like 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. It would not show up on my Fire Stick. It would not show up on my app on my phone. It did not show up on my app on my computer. And when it finally did show up, because it's still not on my app on my phone right yeah. now, it's still not. Um, when it did finally show up on my Fire Stick on my TV, it was listed as 12 different things. Literally, a whole row was just episode four. Yeah. And, and it's not made correctly. There's something wrong. <laughs> yeah. And you're like a fair, you're, you're like a fairly tech savvy young person. Like a lot of Hallmark's audience is not, uh, not young like you, <laughs> not a youngin. Um, and so the idea of them figuring out this, this, this app that's difficult to use even for, uh, for, you know, someone like yourself, uh, is, is asking quite a bit that I just don't see any, any world where them deciding all of a sudden to, to have broadcast these first two episodes, mm -hmm. the good sign that things are going well, there's no way they would not do this. Yeah. And uh, especially at the point where they're basically canceling, as far as we know now, they're canceling two fall harvest movies because of uh, because of this choice, which is crazy. I, it's Which seems ridiculous to me because, okay, sorry, forget me, like, remind me if I'm incorrect. Doesn't Wine Calls the Heart come out on on Sunday nights? Yeah. Why don't they just keep the Fall Harvest movies on Saturday and then do When Hope Calls on Sunday nights like they do with When Calls the Heart? I, I, oh, is it because of Chesapeake Shores? Is that still on? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But still. Never mind. <laughs> on Friday, for goodness sakes. Like, yeah. Yeah, have it on Friday and then say, if you want to go watch more, there's a new episode out, out on one on Hallmark Movies now because they come out on Fridays. If it if the app works, they come out on Fridays. Or they might come out on Thursday. Or, you know, it might it's Saturday and it still hasn't shown up. So you never know. Sorry. Yeah. End of rant. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cammie, do you see any positive to them doing or do you think this is a sign that it's not going well? To be completely honest, I didn't think about it. Um, but... I do agree that it messes up Fall Harvest, and I have a friend who produced a movie for Fall Harvest and his wife directed, so I don't think that that one got, uh, I don't think that that one got waylaid any, and uh -huh. so, but, so that's a kind of a personal connection. I don't want anything to happen with his, with his movie, and my sister-in-law, one of my sisters-in-law actually has a small part in it, so... I really don't want anything to happen to that movie. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think that maybe Hallmark might be listening to what people are saying. In mm -hmm. a, I, I'm not sure that... I'm not sure about numbers. I really, I really have no idea. It could very well be there's a problem with the, with the numbers, of, with the number of subscribers. But I'm wondering if maybe Hallmark is listening to the fans and saying, I can't afford this, or it's not available in my area, or I'm having trouble with it. And so they're saying, well, here, 
here are the first two episodes. Give them a try. See if you like it. And I don't know if that's going to be, I don't know if that's going to be it. I don't know if they're going to keep going. It does strike me as a little odd, especially I did not know that others had been canceled. I thought that they had been moved around. Well, I mean, um, they, they have not been rescheduled. At this okay. They are, and, and they are off of the, uh, the little um, uh, fall harvest uh, guide that they have. Is, okay. It only has two movies now on there. Uh, they, so from all we, I, we can see, they have been, they have I, been canceled. And I'm sorry, as long as much as I love One Calls a Heart and all this and One Hope Calls or whatever, I would rather see the Fall Harvest movies. Yeah, me too. I, I'd rather see them. I'm sorry. But could yeah. could it be that there's something wrong with the movies? Well, especially because Maybe. two out of the three interviews that I have scheduled for Fall Harvest were for those two movies. I'm like, darn it. Oh, oh, I'm but, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's just kind of but like, could, but could that... Yeah, but could that could it be that there's something wrong with the movies that they're not air ready, and so uh, they had yeah. to, they had to fill it in with something, and they said, okay, let's fill it in with when hope you calls. Know, that'd be a good a good thing. I could go look back at our archives and see when these movies were filmed because if it was free, fairly recently, maybe they aren't completely edited or something. But if they were filmed months ago, I mean, I can go look on the website and see when their like production times yeah. were. But if it was a long time ago, then I, I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, there, there are a ton of snags that could have been hit. We don't yeah. know. And just maybe, maybe that's a possibility that they hit a snag with, yeah. with these. And so, okay, we need a filler. And everybody's been saying, I really, really want to see this show, but I can't get the app. So it's possible. It it's there's a million possible. possibilities. It's oh. just, mm-hmm. it's, it's very frustrating Oh yeah, it's, it's of course it's frustrating that it's not working, and that they're now taking these other movies yeah. off. And also, you know, I, I am paying for it every month, so it seems a little irritating yeah. that like, okay, well now these people, well, I mean, they do subscribe to cable, but still, it's like I am paying for it every month, you know. Right now, they're getting it for free. Yeah, this is something you promised to me, and like you know, and you know, five ninety nine a month for some people, that's that's quite a bit of money. So you know. Well, let us know if you're listening and you've been having problems with the app, let us know. Also, just let us know what you think the reason behind this decision might be. It just seems like the most likely reason to me is that it is not going well and they're not getting the numbers that they wanted. I could just people people having problems watching it Mm -hmm. being a problem because I haven't heard anything else. I cannot be the only person having these glitches. Yeah. Because I had glitches last night, but that okay. was the that was the only time that I have had them. I've had yeah. problems with every episode where it'll turn off at a certain point and say there's a server error, and I have to restart the app mm-hmm. and start watching it again and fast forward to the point I was. Okay. Because I, I had I had trouble last night. Yeah. I had a little bit of trouble this morning, but not but mm-hmm. not very much. I've yeah. heard of other people. I mean. So let us know in the comment section if you have had problems. What do you think about this? Do you think it's going well? Uh, let us know. Well, let's have a conversation. It'll be fun to talk about. So there you go. That is this episode of When Hope Calls. And uh, I think it was, it was a pretty fun one. It had some fun moments. So we'll look forward to next week. And do we know how many episodes are in the, the whole series? Ten, right? Ten. 
I can look I it up really it. quick. Uh, while I'm while I'm looking it up, may I say, Rachel, there was another amazing smoldering look <laughs> when, and that that was one of the reasons why I was upset that Grace was so upset because when. Tess walks over to the group and joins them and Grace is looking on all sad, then uh the they the who's Chuck looking at? Yeah. He's yeah. looking at Grace. He's not looking at Lucy. He's looking yeah. back at Grace. Yeah. Chuck okay. has the, the, the smolder down. Like he's gotten lessons from Flynn Rider. He knows how to do it. It's really good. All right. Live update. It is currently 10.03 Pacific Standard Time on Saturday, September 14th. And I just got the notification from Hallmark Movies now that it has been posted on the app. Oh, a really? day later. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, this notification isn't even for episode four. It's for episode one. What? So, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I, this app, what is going on? Oh my gosh. See, well, I'm getting, yeah. I'm not getting any of that. I'm not getting any of that kind of trouble. I'm wondering if it's, I'm wondering if something's wrong with, with the, I don't know. I, I have no idea. It's the compatibility or something. I don't know. I've tried it. It's on my phone, my computer, everything. And I have one of the newest iPhones too. So I'm very confused. Well, it's not like I have outdated technology. Like I have no. a brand new computer, like a pretty new iPhone. Like my Amazon Fire Stick is pretty new too. I'm like, I don't know how else to watch this. Like how much do you want me to watch it? Like I'm trying here. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us know if you're listening. If you've had problems, let us know. Let's talk about it uh, in the comment section or on Twitter. So thanks so much, ladies, for joining us to talk about this. And There are 10 episodes, by the 10 way. 10 episodes. Okay, good. Uh, so we're almost halfway through, and we will be next week. So uh, Amy, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at It's Amy Craig. And if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if yes. you're just listening to it, subscribe to Hallmarkies Podcast, because then you can see our beautiful faces discussing When Hope Calls and other Hallmark things. So subscribe. Go watch. Yes, please, Enjoy. please do. Cami, <laughs> uh, where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, it's Cami Drama Girl, and that's K-A-M-I, by the way. There are a million different spellings of Cami. So uh, Twitter and Instagram, Cami Drama Girl. And on Facebook, I have my Facebook page, Hooked Hardy. And that's Hooked Hardy with an I-E. And then I've got my blog, HookedHardy.com. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media and iTunes and YouTube. So make sure to check that out. And uh, I and make sure you're following us on the, uh, the podcast, all of our social media, Humbergies Pod on iTunes. Please leave us your ratings and reviews. Really appreciate that. And if you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate that as well. So consider becoming a patron. We have so much fun in our patron group talking about all of these issues and <laughs> get our, our, our vent on about a, about Hallmark scheduling and their crazy shenanigans. Mm -hmm. we, have, we have a ton of fun with that and we have giveaways. So definitely check that out. I'll have all the information in the description section. So thank you very much, ladies. And we will talk again next week. Bye. Bye, guys.